Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Both hailing from parts unknown at a combined weight of 501 pounds. They are the Morning Rush Hour World Tag Team Champions. They have no fear, no back down, just a couple of gutsy guys. No one will take those MRH World Tag Titles from these men. It's Taz, it's the Moose, illustrious champions, right here every day on CBS Sports Radio. You know it's every day, Moose and Taz be picking away. Talking about every sport, you know that they never missing a play. From the NBA to the NFL, the college games. They always bring in the knowledge, nobody ever can try to go stop it. Only be talking the truth, only be talking the truth, hey. Yes, yes, yes. Back together again here on this Tuesday morning. Hopefully everyone out there enjoyed their holiday Labor Day weekend. We come to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studio. Rocket Mortgage with you every step of the way to provide a seamless mortgage experience. Mike Pete across the way. Bokish with your updates to 9 a.m. Eastern time. We go. We're going to be joined a little bit later on, about 20 minutes from now. Jimmy Eisenberg is going to join us, Taz. Fantasy football analyst for CBSSports.com. Yeah, looking forward to that. It's going to be great. We had a great hour that just rolled right by quickly. Uh, once we're back cooking, dude, let's forget about it. So it's, it's, it's all over with the shouting, whatever that expression means. I have no idea what it means, but it's a very common cliche, but I digress. Yeah, and week number one of the college oh, football landscape or college football season yeah. is in the books, Taz. Yes. Uh, you know, first week and a half, really. Uh, when you look at it on the schedule, but uh, the first official week is you had games all over the place. Notre Dame taking care of business against uh, uh, Louisville, Louisville last yeah. night um, in the uh, the Monday night college football game on <laughs> Labor Day night out there in uh, out there in Louisville, Kentucky. Um, I think overall, when you look at it, um, you know uh, certainly a couple things hit. You, you know, someone said this on Twitter that that I follow on that uh, you know covers right. college football. You know, national championships are not won, nor, you know, or awards won, uh, you know, week one. You know, teams are going to get better and better as this season goes along. So as, you know, say Notre Dame struggled a little bit, <laughs> you don't want to have the embarrassing thing that transpired with Tennessee mm. as they are, a, you know, a 25-point home favorite, and they're losing outright to Georgia State 38-30. to 30. And paying you know, them $900,000. Right. You, you don't want to have that happen. Right. And, you know, but you see that from time to time. You know, it yeah. happened to Michigan. Sure. I mean, there are programs App where... State, right? Sorry, yeah, State, correct. Yeah. 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 I mean, uh, you know, you've seen games in which all of a sudden, you know, these teams that are getting paid to be there, it's happened to, you know, to, you know I know it's not the, uh, the program's not on the level of, of Michigan or Tennessee, but... 
I mean, you've seen that happen to Rutgers as well, where mm. they paid a program to come in and take them on, yeah. an out-of-conference team, a team that there is, you know, quote-unquote patsy that they're supposed to take care of and uh, win easily and gain a little confidence and play some of the secondary and tertiary guys, Taz, and, and they end up losing the football game. So uh, you see that time to time. I mean, that's the stunner of stunners from the weekend, though, the Tennessee loss. Yeah, that was <laughs> – Definitely a stunner of stunners. I, I tried to watch as many games as possible. I caught glimpses of that game uh, on the goal line gimmick there. That's pretty good. They, they run around the league and stuff like that. And I locked into some of the games, but but try to stay on top of all of them. And yeah, that was a shock of sure. Georgia State, you know, getting a victory 38-30. to 30, uh, Really, and Tennessee jumped out on them right away. 14, they scored 14 points in the first quarter. And then they just, they just let, they let Georgia State hang around. Georgia State played hard and tough, and they slept on them. And then uh, next thing you know, you, you, you're losing. <laughs> you're hosting and losing to a program called Georgia State when you're the Vols. That's not good. No, not good in, in any way, shape, or form um, if you're them. And then you have, uh, you know, which was interesting on Sunday, Taz, the standalone game, which was uh, fourth-ranked Oklahoma taking care of business um, <clears throat> against Houston. And, you know, Jalen Hurts uh, will Oof. show today he could throw it. 20 to 23. 332 yards and uh, three touchdowns. And I'll tell you, he carried the ball 16 times for 176 yards and three touchdowns as well. You want to talk about a debut uh, for a quarterback uh, representing a new program, uh, the former Alabama star, now Oklahoma Sooner star. Let's hear from his former head coach, and then we'll talk about Hertz's performance. Here is Nick Saban yesterday talking about what Hertz did on Sunday. Jalen set a great example when he was here, when he was a player. Uh, he was a good leader. Uh, he was a good performer. Uh, and I also think when things didn't go his way, you know, he showed a lot of character as a person to continue to try to improve himself and do everything he could to help his team. And, you know, in this day and age, you don't often see that. Uh, but I think it was a really, really a great example on his part, and because he did it that way, when he got an opportunity, he was able to do uh, extremely well. Actually, won you know the SEC championship game for us, and so now because he's got that kind of character and attitude. I didn't see the game last night. We work on Sunday nights, but um, you know I hear he played extremely well, uh, did an outstanding job, and. You know, that doesn't surprise me in the least bit. Uh, and we're really happy for him, uh, not only in the way that he handled himself throughout this entire process, but now that he's having success well, as well. I got to tell you, that's really, Moose, to me, that's just Saban totally taking the high road and being a gentleman, being an adult, being a real man's man, being a real leader, and putting the kid over that that left his program and went to the Sooners and, you know, we, you and I both many times have spoke glowingly about what we think of Jalen Hurts as a player and stuff like that and how mess, messed up of, you know, tough situation it was for him with Alabama. But, you know what, I, I tip my cap to Coach Saban there. I think that no matter what you think of Nick Saban, he took the high road there and he went in detail about the character of this young man. He did. And he was happy about him. And I, I do believe I do believe him that he didn't see the game. I, be, I believe that, you know, there's no reason. It's not an SEC team. They're not... You know, they're working. They, these guys are coaching on Sundays. So, you know, I believe he didn't see the game, but I do believe he's real happy for him. Uh, I, yeah, I do as well. And you saw the emotion after the SEC championship game last year. Remember yeah, when he yeah. went down, uh, when Tua went down to injury, Hurt steps in and basically was brought to tears after the game. You know he's got a love and a passion um, and a bond with Jalen Hurts uh, that goes very, very deep, Taz. And 
Uh, I think he's, I agree with you. I think he's genuinely happy for the kid because I think Jalen Hurts did everything right as a member of the Alabama Crimson Tide, uh, representing that program, representing himself, being a good teammate, uh, you know, taking the hit that it was of of losing his starting yeah. quarterback's job um, and then seeing the, the backup quarterback rise to stardom level and then him, him getting an opportunity to play uh, now for the Oklahoma Sooners. We'll get to Lincoln Riley here, but I, I do think it shows you that, um, you know, just the, the type of person that Hurts ha- is, uh, not, not being a defensive player, but also I think the way that he handled oh. everything I think you, you you heard you know you heard that in the comments from Saban. Absolutely, man, and, and and well said, Moose. And the thing is, what hurts too, like all that stuff you just laid out that happened, you know, getting beat out, you know, in a nutshell to to, to uh, you know what Alabama and all that stuff that went down and everything. It, it and it wasn't like look, kids get beat out all the time in all sports. Okay, kids lose their spot in in all sports at every different level of college ball. D one, two, three, JUCO. It don't matter. But this is Alabama football. Yep. So it's how public. It's guys like you and I coming out talking about this. Yep. Where, you know, if, no disrespect to any programs, but if an inside linebacker who's uh, going into his senior year gets beat out by a freshman at Eastern Michigan, we're not talking about that. You know, and no, I, I, no knock on Eastern Michigan, but I'm, I'm just using that as an example. I'm saying, like, this kid, all this stuff happened with Hurts. At Alabama, which is the most polarizing program in the world. <laughs> no doubt. And and the cameras are on you, and they're watching you, and they're seeing you, and they're seeing you how you react, Taz, remember? And then you're hearing you know, relatives reacting to the situation down there. And remember his dad said, well, we're going to stay there. We're going to compete. Yeah. Remember yeah, said, Remember yeah. that whole, uh, yeah, that whole debate that we were having yeah, at yeah, that yeah. time, uh, you know, well over a year and a half ago. So... You know, Hurts now, it's one game, right? It it just is one game. And the dominance that and the brilliance that he showed where he had, you know, over 500 yards of, of total offense and six touchdowns uh, against the Houston Cougars. I'll say this, though, and we'll get to the comments here by Lincoln Riley on Jalen Hurts. If I am a, you know, if I had a son that was a young quarterback um, and he could play Division One football, and could play it and pick his university. One of the, you know, and there are guys that could just basically, if they want to go play wherever the hell they want to go play, right, right. they're going to be able to go to go to that program. If that caliber, you know, the 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 coach I want to play for would be Lincoln Riley. Yeah, he, um, he knows what he's doing. With the QBs. He, he knows what he's doing <laughs> he with quarterbacks, yeah, he and does. he knows what he's doing with offense. Yeah. Um, he, and this yeah. is why you know you're seeing the reason why over the past couple of years why Bob Stoops retired. Uh, because he wanted to make sure Oklahoma was in a good place for what they did for him. Uh, he didn't want to lose Lincoln Riley. He didn't want the program to lose Lincoln Riley. Uh, he steps in as as head coach for the Oklahoma Sooners, Taz, and all he does is produce quarterbacks that absolutely light college football on fire um, and, and offensively, and he develops them. Jalen Hurts was a guy that nobody thought could throw the football. At Alabama. Right. And he threw three incompletions. I know it's Houston. I get right, it. Right. But right. he threw three incompletions for 330. He had 20 completions for over 300 yards and three touchdowns against the Houston Cougars. That's difficult to do. Yeah. And he did it on a grand stage, only game in town on Sunday night. You know, everyone watching that that's into college football. And and to your point, yeah, it's the Houston Cougars. It's, it's, he didn't do this against LSU or do this against Texas. But 
it's still a big-time Division One program in the great state of Texas, which knows their football. So they're recruiting pretty hard there at Houston, even though it might not, they might not be getting tippy-top five stars like maybe Clemson is or Alabama is. But still, you know, you're not beating some scrub team here. And his numbers, Hurts' numbers were insane. I watched a lot of the game, and I got to tell you, he is just – what makes him so impressive, Moose, is, yeah, he throws the ball. His accuracy is great and all that. No doubt. But his feet – it's not just his speed. He's different than Kyler Murray. Different runner for the Sooners. He's not as fast, in my opinion. I don't know the numbers. But he's not as fast as Murray, but his vision. And he's big. His vision is unreal. It's almost like a Cam Newton type. I think Cam Newton might be a little bit more athletic when he was uh, in, at Auburn, you know, compared bigger to Bigger, too. And bigger. But this kid's a big kid. Yeah, this he's kid's not, not a little well, kid. He's, uh, yeah, he's, 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 he's significantly bitter, bigger than, yeah. than Kyler Murray. He's just not as big as Cam Newton. No, no, no doubt. I'm just saying that bigger you're right. quarterback. He's more elusive. He I is. Think he's, he is. I, I would describe it as a little smoother. Good point. I think smooth's a good adjective, I, I a good think, word. Yeah, yeah. I think he's a little bit of a, a smoother runner. He's not as herky-jerky. He's not as explosive as Kyler Murray Taz, but he doesn't seem to take big hits. He always seems to get down. He knows where he needs. He has good body control. Vision, you know, man. And he's got, got great vision. vision. You're right. And he, he understands where he needs to be and where he needs to go. Um, that you know, That's that's the impressive aspect of, of Jalen Hurts. And and he's proven, you know, game one, he proved a lot of naysayers wrong. Sure People did. that thought that he couldn't throw it, well, Lincoln Riley has shown you that he can throw it, and he can still run it. He averaged <clears> over 11 yards a carry against yeah. Houston. And, you know, we'll see. We'll see what he can do. With his Sooners, with, with this the, the new Sooner quarterback here, uh, her, by the way, 6'2", 218. Yeah. That's, so he's a, he's a bigger kid. I, mean, I guess looking at the Sooners, you used to see Kyler Murray, where he's a little guy. Well, you right, know, so. I love the Red Sox, too. Yeah. yeah, that threw me off. It wasn't the typical burgundy. He had the Red Sox. He had the Red Sox. It's a little I bit did, off-colored. I, I did like the Red Sox. I, I did I'll like tell you what, well. if you want, uh, not a wager, not a little wager, but I bet you a friendly bet, maybe a cup of Java, that they... I bet you someone, the AD, someone's going to stop him from doing that because it's that not, would be a shame. I know it would because it's not the it. team colors. It's no, not the I know. maroon. You're, you know? Well, you're probably right. Yeah, you're, you know, you're you're probably right on that. But I I do like. I it. liked it too. Yeah. Don't you think he'd have to get clearance on that before the game though? I would think so. But it's the first game. Don't Everyone's think, excited. He might have just did it right in the locker room. Manager would have to clear uh, that. Listen, my son's as a freshman done some stuff like with his gear before games, and then if you do it right, because they go out, they warm up. And then they go in the locker room, and then they get their gear, their game stuff on, and then they come out. Usually you're not going to stop the starting quarterback. I got you. But I I think maybe – I don't know. We'll see. I'm interested to see if it happens again. But Yeah, you might be yeah. right. I mean, Taz, you, I mean, listen, you might, you might be right. He might have kind of snuck that one in. Yeah, they uh, all try to sneak things. Yeah, so. and, and, and he might and, – and obviously he accomplished it. I felt good for him. Yeah, me too. Honestly, like uh, I, I, I think he's a guy that's that's easy to root for. I think everyone knows his story. Everyone knows how he took that demotion at Alabama in stride. Not a lot of guys would. Um, he did. He didn't make waves. He bought into the team aspect. You know, he helped out his teammate. He was there to pick him up when he got went down to injury against Georgia in the SEC championship game. I, I think he's the easiest guy to root for in college football. I, I, don't, I don't think you have to be an Oklahoma well, fan to root for Jalen Hurts. I don't think there's anybody that's more easily – I don't think there's another guy in college football that's easier to root for than Jalen Hurts. I completely agree with you. And I got to tell you, I don't – me personally, I don't normally like to say the words role model. We're pro athletes, nevertheless college players. But if, if I had a son or daughter that was a younger kid, like going into middle school or maybe like sixth yeah. grade or seventh grade, I would say – I would tell – him or her, Jalen Hurts' story, 
and I would I would explain it and say this is this is how you have good character as an athlete and a person because you get thrown some curveballs and you keep swinging, you know and. You know, that's impressive. That's role model stuff right there. He's raised right, and, and he's doing the right thing. He really is. Here's Lincoln Riley on his new star quarterback. He, he played good. He played good. Um, <laughs> several things he can do better, uh, but I thought he handled the moment good. You know, you could you could tell out there that he had been in it, uh, certainly. So I, I'm sure he had some nerves, uh, but he, he, he did a good job managing them. thought he made good, sound decisions, managed the game well. And I'll tell you, for Lincoln Riley, Taz, I don't know how long college football is going to be able to hold on to him oh. and Oklahoma's going to hold on <laughs> to him because uh, <laughs> oh. if Cliff Kingsbury's getting a job in the National Football League as he is as the head coach in Arizona, and we're talking about how offensive-minded the NFL is, uh, there are going to be teams that are going to be kicking down the doors in Norman, Oklahoma, uh, yeah. to get their hands on Lincoln Riley. You better borrow. Uh, you got to borrow Jalen uh, Ramsey's uh, uh, Brinks truck That's exactly. and back that son of a gun up. Right. Because this guy, you're right, Lincoln Riley. He can get whatever he wants, and you know he's not long for college no, football. No, he's not, man. He's not. Maybe he wins a national championship and goes. <laughs> there's going to be a time where, and I don't think it's all that. Dis- I don't think it's all that far in the future that he's going to be in the national football. No, I think you're 100% right. And it's going to be interesting to see, though, as the season gets rolling here. Listen, uh, Jalen Hurts and his coach, Lincoln Riley, they, with the Sooners, they have a very friendly schedule right now, you know, where they're going to roll into and play South Dakota, and then they're going to play UCLA on the road, you know, and deal with Chip, Chip Kelly there and stuff, Texas Tech. It gets real rough for them, okay, October 12th. They're, they're playing, playing against Texas. In Texas, in Dallas, it's just a Red River. What's that? Red River rivalry. rivalry. Yeah, I always think shootout. Yeah, and so that's a you know that's always that's a big rivalry for, for decades. OU and, and and the Longhorns. So I think that's when it'll get a little bit. But otherwise, their schedule is kind of like you know it's it's a friendly schedule for them right now. It to be is, honest with and you. and you know they're going to score a ton of points. And you're and right. And their defense I mean, looked better, Moose. Sorry, yeah, their defense no, looked better. Defense did. defense did look better. Yeah. Um, but you know they they need if Hertz is going to be able to do this, not 500 yards, six touchdowns of offense every single week. But if he's going to be this kind of player all season long, Taz, they're going to be right there. No doubt. Uh, they're going to no be doubt. right there. Imagine you get Alabama and Oklahoma in a national semifinal. What a story. I know it would be back-to-back back years of yeah. getting it, but now with Hurts at quarterback for Oklahoma? I know. Oh, my God. I'll take the team in maroon and white. That's what I'll take. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come back. We'll talk a little college. Uh, we'll talk a little uh, fantasy football. Jamie Eisenberg, fantasy football expert for CBS Sports, will join us. we got the big Taz of the Moose fantasy football draft. We're 11 hours away, a oh, little yeah. less than the oh, big yeah. fantasy football draft. We'll get Jamie's thoughts on who you should be taking, who we should be taking. We'll do that next. Taz Moose, CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. All right, Tuesday morning, Jamie Eisenberg is going to join us here momentarily, fantasy football expert for CBS Sports. you got drafts coming your way. We do here for the show later on tonight, 6 o'clock Eastern time. Um, a 12-team league. We'll have the results of that tomorrow. We'll get Jamie's thoughts on that and more regarding fantasy football. But uh, look who just walked in. Bogus, oh, wow. what's going on, Andrew? Right. Take wow, it's great to see you. Yeah. Hello. Almost like I was the first one in the room. Yeah. What's up? You'll be you'll be locked in. There it is. You'll be locked in tonight, right? Oh, I can't. I got yes, yes. I'll be there. Can't wait. What are we doing? We're doing like one big conference call. How are we doing this? Uh, the internet. No. No. Yeah, the internet. You just sign in. What do you mean? Wait, we're not gonna call? have like 
communicate verbally? No. No. Oh, no. Oh, come on. No? Nope. No. There's going to be no verbal communication. Well, that's what makes it fun. We bob <laughs> back and forth. What are we going to like? What is it, like an app? Are we going to do like like last year where it's just like no talking? You could talk in the chat, I guess. Yeah, you could chat. Mm-hmm. That's not what men do. Okay, man, invite us to your house, and we'll have the the draft there. I, I got people over. Yeah, I that's I, I thought. Too people over. I my other job. Yeah. It's just, yeah. I got to teach. All right. It's my wife's that's birthday. Tomorrow. That's tomorrow. Tomorrow. Here's your report. It is sponsored by Geico. Great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. After a 2-10 debacle last season, Louisville football changed head coaches, bringing in Scott Satterfield from Appalachian State. His debut started well, a 14-7 second-quarter lead on Notre Dame at home last night. But Satterfield's team didn't score again until the fourth and lost 35-17. Extremely proud of the way our guys played. Um, you know, the fight, the energy they had uh, was awesome to see. Louisville lost three fumbles, gave up four sacks, allowed four rushing TDs. Notre Dame QB Ian Book had one of those while throwing for another. South Carolina QB Jake Bentley reportedly out indefinitely with a foot injury, so true freshman Ryan Holinsky starts this weekend against Charleston Southern. That's not too bad, but Alabama, Georgia, and Florida over the ensuing five games might be an issue. Texas true freshman running back Jordan Whittington is out four to six weeks with a sports hernia. Upperclassman Kirk Johnson and Daniel Young missed Saturday's win over Louisiana Tech. Old friend LaShawn McCoy says he picked the Chiefs over multiple offers, including the Chargers, because of his connection to Andy Reid. He says McCoy still has a lot left at 31 and will play Sunday's opener against Jacksonville. The Colts reportedly giving new starting QB Jacoby Brissett a fresh two-year $30 million deal, and they signed veteran Brian Hoyer to back him up. And the Vikings are signing former Washington receiver Josh Doxson. His best season came back in 2017 with Kirk Cousins in D.C. That was 35 catches, 502 yards, and six scores. Eight walks, two errors, but a win for the Cleveland Indians last night, 11-3 over the White Sox. Fran Mil Reyes, a three-run double. Carlos Santana, a homer and two RBI. Manager Terry Francona with the jokes. I got a dentist appointment at the morning. I feel like I was already been there. (laughs) (laughs) Cleveland stays in the second wild card spot. A half game behind the Rays, a game up on the (laughs) Idle A's. And the Dodgers and Rockies combined for 11 homers yesterday in L.A. The Dodgers won the game 16-9. Rafael Nadal win last night at the U.S. Open. Guys? All right, thanks, Andrew. Let's hit the guest line. Let's welcome aboard right now Jamie Eisenberg, uh, fantasy football insider expert for CBS Sports. Hey, Jamie, Taz of the Moose with you. Thanks for a couple minutes this morning. Oh, thanks for having me on, guys. How you doing? So, so yeah, listen, Jamie, well, Jamie. Jamie, listen, you're, you're a very important guest yeah, right it's now. very important. Because tonight... For Taz and the Moose fantasy draft tonight is is our draft. It's so, draft night. It's a big deal. Oh wow, awesome! Yeah, well, so, you seem excited. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> we have the well, uh, without a shadow of a doubt, right? I have the number one overall pick. Is it Saquon Barkley, and then it's everybody else? I think it has to be. You know, there there was a chance for Ezekiel Elliott to be in that spot, but clearly that's not the case anymore. You know, you can make an argument for either uh, Alvin Kamara or Christian McCaffrey. Uh, but I think Barkley, you know, with what he did as a rookie, is just too hard to pass that up. Mm. Uh, so, Jamie, let me ask you. I have the sixth pick, okay? So I want the first pick, which is my co-host, as he just said, Mark Lucas. So the thing is, what's a realistic deal? Like, if you're me and you want to, you know, you want that first pick and you have the sixth pick, give me something good. What do you got? If you want to trade up, I, I think you got to, you know, offer probably your first and your third 
Oof. for his first and maybe his fourth or fifth. Ooh, not bad. Oh, first and third. You're yeah, underselling it. I like Jamie. Jamie. I need a little <laughs> what, I like what, it. But if you look at it, you know, when, you, when you're when you going into a fantasy draft, we all understand the rules of the league are different, right? I mean, if it's PPR, half PPR, non-PPR, whatever. But general overall, uh, you know, and, and that does affect where, where guys do get, get picked. But, um, you know, your top three, you mentioned Kamara, obviously McCaffrey, and then you've got Saquon Barkley, number one overall. Are those two, uh, th- are those three players the, the top three picks regardless of rules? A hundred percent. You know, I mean, it, it's, you know, again, it used to be a, a top four and you almost wanted the fourth pick because you get the, the kind of the leftover of those top four guys. In this case, you know, now it'll be the leftover of the three guys and then you get the earlier pick in the second round comparatively to those other guys. But yeah. I think you just look at what those three guys have the uh, ability to do, regardless of scoring. You know, they're going to touch the ball in so many different ways: passing game, running game. You know, work at the goal line, um, and and you know, they're candidates for two thousand total yards. You just don't find that in any other position, and any other guys at the running back spot. You know, it, it'd be great if Elliot. You know, uh, I'm sure for you guys, you know, signs a deal in the next couple minutes. You talk about it, but um, if we get news that he signs. Uh, he goes right back up into that top four, and you know, hopefully, we get that opportunity for those people that are still drafting tonight and through, you know, even the weekend, you know, for 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 leagues like yours as well. Right. So, okay. So, Jamie, like Patrick Mahomes. Okay. So, I, I was talking earlier. I was saying this guy. I understand quarterbacks are not. It doesn't seem like you're, you're going to get for, in the first round or second round with, for most QBs. But Patrick Mahomes, I, I look at someone who's different. You know, for most people out there, with, you know, that listen to us or like us do, 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 doing their drafts right now and their fantasy deal in their league. Where would you? Where are you most comfortable with a guy like Pat Mahomes because of his dual threat and his athleticism? He's dynamic as hell. You know where? Where do you see him in most leagues? Uh, you know, landing what, what? What round? Well, he's going in the first round. You know, if you just look at what average draft position, which is a you know a tool you can use to kind of gauge where you know most leagues are holding, or what most leagues are, are are valuing guys and taking them. And and on our side on CBS Sports, he's a first round pick, so people are still okay. you know chasing that production, which I get. You know, if you were to tell me right now he's throwing five thousand and fifty again, I think it's hard to argue that he shouldn't be a first round pick. But you know, regression is coming. You know, he's going to lose some production from last year, and so I think the earliest I would take him is the beginning of the third round. Uh, that's just not realistic in most average leagues, you know. But we do with these other leagues with other analysts from other sites. Like it, it's almost like the waiting game: who's going to be the first one to pull the trigger on a quarterback? Um, it, it's just you know you have to sort of figure: okay, who's going to be the next guy? Because remember, last year Mahomes wasn't in the conversation with Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers and the elite quarterbacks because he was young. And so, will somebody get to that level? Not five thousand fifty, but can somebody have that leap in production? And so that's what you're trying to find. Uh, for me, it's a guy like Lamar Jackson, for example, or, or Carson Wentz coming back from injury. Those are the quarterbacks I tend to gravitate toward. But if you're inclined to take Patrick Mahomes early, I think the end of round two, beginning of round three, is probably a good spot for him. All right, Jamie, what about uh, the two running backs? You mentioned Elliott. You mentioned Go- uh, well, how about Gordon? Uh, those two players, where would you be comfortable selecting them with their contract status up in the air? I still think you could take Elliott at four. You know, it sounds like it's close uh, in terms of them getting a deal done. So, if he misses week one, which at this point you probably have to factor in uh, just with the timing of it, you're probably getting, let's just say, 14 weeks, worst-case scenario, maybe 13 weeks, barring an injury of just amazing production behind that offensive line. So I still think Elliott is worth taking in the first round. You know, if you, if you see him at the back end of round one, jump at him, take him, and be very, very happy about him landing in that spot. Gordon, it seems as if, 
barring some dramatic change, that he's going to ride this out and probably just get the number of games he needs to get to free agency, which would be him sitting out just to play the final six games of the year. They also have a bye week toward the end of the season, and the end of their season schedule is brutal. So I think if you hit home runs on your first five or six picks, round six, round seven is where I'm comfortable with Melvin Gordon at this point. But obviously you can't take him in the first three or four rounds right now because you're going to probably have to deal with some missed games. The nice thing about it is Austin Eckler, Justin Jackson, the other guys in the Chargers backfield should be very good without Gordon there. So if you want to pair Gordon with one of those guys, that's a smart move. And the same thing with Elliott. If you draft Elliott, just take Tony Pollard somewhere after round eight just to know that you have a potential starter in case Elliott misses time. Wow, I'm giving a lot of great insight here, and and it's tough because all these guys that are on the show right now working with us, uh, Jamie, we're all competing against each other. I'm a little nervous. Oh, no, we're just just talking to each other. All right. (laughs) So so, uh, on on the topic, staying on the theme of running backs here, uh, rookie running backs that you would want to steal in later rounds, you know, who, who are you feeling? Well, prior to Saturday, one of my favorite guys was Darwin Thompson for the Chiefs. I still think he's worth a late-round flyer, but as we know now, with LaShawn McCoy there, it became a little bit more of a crowded backfield. Uh, Justice Hill for the Ravens, you know, that's a team that's going to run the ball so much that, you know, Mark Ingram should be great if he stays healthy, but he's 29 years old, and, you know, he's been in a timeshare really for the majority of his career, obviously the last couple years in New Orleans. I think that the Ravens will give Hill some work, so he's worth a late-round pick. Alexander Madison with the Vikings, I don't really love him as a talent, but he's in such a great spot because while Dalvin Cook should have a chance for a huge season, he's played less games. He's missed more games than he's played. You know, he's, he's missed 17 right. games over two seasons. So if he goes out, Madison will be the next guy up. Um, I still think Miles Sanders, you know, he's not really a late-round pick, but he's kind of uh, in that mix with Devin Singletary, you know, two rookies that are in such great spots. They're obviously ahead of the two guys we just talked about. But um, I, I think if you have a chance with starting round six to look at Devin Singletary and Miles Sanders as two rookies, that could be really, really special. Uh, they're good third running backs that have the chance by the middle of the season to be starters. Hmm. Uh, Jamie, what about the receivers here? Um, you know, give guys that uh, maybe a, a faller, a riser. You know, we know all the particulars at the top of the draft, but give me a give give our audience a, maybe a guy that you think whose stock is dropping a little bit. Somebody maybe who's on the rise. Yeah, you know, for me, uh, I'm I'm hearing a little uh, clear of Antonio Brown. You know, he's been so good for so many years, and and I still think he'll be decent, but. You know, the problem is, is what's the next headache coming? You know, we, we've already had the foot problem where he didn't know what to do with the cryotherapy chamber. And then the, the helmet saga. Uh, is he going to get upset with Derek Carr underthrowing him or overthrowing him? With, you know, John Gruden, you know, knock on wood if you're with me, yelling at him something crazy. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm staying away from, from Antonio Brown at that round two, three swing. Um, one of my favorite guys to draft who I think could have a breakout season is Curtis Samuel for the Panthers. Uh, I like the setup for him. You know, he's fallen a little bit over the last couple of weeks because of Cam's foot injury and some concerns about the shoulder, but it seems like Cam is fine, Cam Newton. And I think with DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel, they're two young receivers. I love third-year breakout guys, and Samuel's entering his third year, and he's been building toward becoming a better player, staying healthy. If I get him with a mid-round pick, I'm thrilled about that. So whichever guy in your draft gets him, you know, uh, pat him on the back. So, Jamie, uh, Miami Dolphins, is there is there anyone that you'd want to draft, like in any round? <laughs> On the Dolphins, anybody? Can I take Tua already for 2020? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it's, uh, it's, it's a bad team, you know, but there's always going to be one or two players on a bad team. So right, I, right. I still think Kenyon Drake is worth taking a shot on. You know, uh, He's a good he was back, good yeah. last year as a as a pass catcher, um, and they're most likely going to be chasing points. It's just hard to say that he's going to be a weekly starter out of the gate, especially against Baltimore in week one. Um, Albert Wilson is uh, back from a hip injury. He was playing really well before he got hurt last year. 
And so with Kenny Stills gone, I think he's their best receiver. You know, you can make an argument for the hundredth time about Devontae Parker, but you know, I'm done with that. And, and maybe Preston Williams, their undrafted rookie free agent who flashed in the first preseason game. But I'll take Kenyon Drake, I'll take Albert Wilson, and then I'll let somebody else deal with the Dolphins. What about the tight end spot here, Jamie? Um, where uh, we know that there's cream right at the top in, in how brilliant Kelsey is, Kittle with the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, what about that tight end position overall? I love that group. You know, the, the top three guys you mentioned uh, in, in terms of Kittle, Ertz, and, and Kelsey. It's probably in reverse order, Kelsey going first, but um, I like the guys that are just below the cream, and I think these guys can have the chance to rise to the top as well. It's, it's the, the next trio of Evan Ingram, O.J. Howard, and Hunter Henry. I think they're so good, so talented. You know, you can make a case that O.J. Howard physically might be the best tight end in the NFL, um, but they haven't, you know, gotten to that level yet, and I think this is the breakout year for all three of those guys. You know, Ingram's numbers have popped whenever Odell Beckham's been off the field. You know what that story is now. Um, Hunter Henry had the torn ACL last offseason, missed all of last year into the playoffs, and no Antonio Gates. I mean, if you've watched the NFL for the last, you know, 15 years, you know Philip Rivers and Antonio Gates has been just an amazing recipe for success. And then I think you look at O.J. Howard with Bruce Arians, now the head coach, there, he'll maximize his talent, his potential. So if you don't want to take one of the top three guys in the first two rounds, two, three rounds, you wait until round four through six, and you get one of those three guys, and I think your fantasy team could be in great shape. What about a guy like Ebron out in Indianapolis? You know, I was down on him before Andrew Luck's retirement, and now for me it's a complete pass. Uh, you know, he could still be good. You know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he scores, you know, six or seven touchdowns. But, you know, with the addition of Devin Funches, with the uh, drafting of Paris Campbell and Jack Doyle coming back, there's just a lot of mouths to feed. And we're going to have to find out quickly if Jacoby Brissett will favor the tight end as much as Andrew Luck does. So I think Ebron is the guy if you want to take with a late-round pick just to speculate on. But if you have this option for me at least, you know, I, I take a chance on the rookie in Detroit, T.J. Hawkinson. I think he's got a better setup just in his situation than than Eric Ebron right now. All right, uh, Jamie. Final one is uh, you know end of this fan. There's always a surprise, right? I mean, nobody expected Mahomes to have be what Mahomes was last year. I mean, everyone there were a lot of people that thought he could have a really good year, but not you know MVP of the league. It, it, give us a surprise, a, a guy that you think is an absolute fantasy breakout star in 2019. Yeah, I mean, for me, what, like I said, Curtis Samuel was one. You know, if you're looking for some guys just with, you know, late picks that have a chance to be good, um, you know, I'll give you a couple receivers. You know, John Brown in Buffalo was off to a great start last year before he had the quarterback change. Lamar Jackson just ruined him. And I think with Josh Allen, he could be back to that level, be a surprise starter for you. Uh, Jamison Crowder with the Jets. You know, you're talking about Adam Gase's offense over the last three years in Miami. He's just featured the slot guy beyond belief. Now, most of that was Jarvis Landry, but I think, you know, Crowder steps into that role. He could be really good. And then Marquise Goodwin for the 49ers. You know, if you look at the situation right now, Dante Pettis was supposed to be the number one guy, and maybe he gets back to that. But at the end of the 2017 season, Jimmy Garoppolo to Marquise Goodwin was fantastic. And I think that receiver can still be the number one guy in San Francisco in what should be a good offense. So those are three receivers I think you look at with late-round picks, and they could be really special. And you mentioned McCoy earlier. Does he have any fantasy value in KC? He does. You know, it, it, it's, it's going to be an interesting situation because will Andy Reid's system get him back to a, a prominent level? He was beat up over the last couple of years, that offensive line, uh, obviously aging at 30 years old. He's 31 now. But if he goes through the Andy Reid car wash and comes out, you know, squeaky clean on the other <laughs> side, he just got to prove that he's better than Damian Williams. But the system is fantastic. And so if he can end up being a starter somehow, absolutely you want to take a chance on McCoy somewhere between round eight and ten. 
Uh, hey, Jamie, we appreciate the time. Good luck with all the drafts, and thanks for the time this morning. Thanks a lot, Jamie. Yeah, good, good luck with your draft tonight, guys. Thank, Thank you. Guys. Thank you. It. Jamie Eisenberg, uh, fantasy football insider for CBSSports.com. I was taking a lot of notes, bro. I got notes. Well, he, he undersold my number one overall pick. He First did. and third he for did. your first pick in the fourth. fourth. Yeah. What? What do you think? You down? No, I'll pass on that right, one. No. Thank no, you. No, you don't want to do it? No. no. Thank, right. you. Thank <laughs> you. I try, right? Thank God I didn't go into it saying whatever he says goes. <laughs> when he said that, I was like, what? Oh. I like Jamie. <laughs> yeah, I know. You're like, this guy's great. He says, awesome. Like, Put him on again tomorrow, Mike. <laughs> Post-draft trade. Uh, oh, tomorrow, that's the reaction to the Taz and Moose fancy draft. Yeah, is there a siren going on? I actually heard it. We're in a soundproof. Yeah, no, he's right. I heard us. We're in a soundproof Did, room I'm not hearing with things. headphones on it. No, I heard it I, too. You heard a siren. I definitely heard it. I don't hear it anymore. There was a siren. It's kind of like, We yeah. didn't hear it on this side. Yeah, well, I'm going to check outside. There it is. More like, yeah. It no, sounded- it wasn't that. It wasn't that. It was no. it was more like, like a an uh, like an air raid yeah. like like there's like a like massive no. stuff no no that's not I know, not that's not, that's not <laughs> easy we're laughing easy. yeah this it, it yes. kinda, yeah sounded like sounded yeah. like that so as and no one else is hearing it we're all just was someone playing that no I'm being honest did were you Dude, play, I did heard you play it that too? over there no I don't I got I got a, the, a dead laptop my phone now has I'm worried about my weeks. stuff something's going on no I heard I it hear it now in the control room yeah. No, you know what that is? It's not. It's not a siren. It's a. It's a. Uh, it's a. What do you call it? It's a sawzall. Oh. They're, they're, they're they're sawing sheetrock. Oh, there you go. It's construction. Thank you. I know construction, or it could be an area. Like, One or the other. I'm thinking of sawzall. I'm hoping it's we'll sawzall. head down to Dallas. We'll talk about the Elliott contract scenario. The construction <laughs> around here is just unbelievable. Yeah, you think the building be a lot nicer? Well, no, you All think the work you, they're putting in it. You didn't think a Stinks. guy cutting, you know, drywall a floor up, we'd be able to hear it. It's like right on top of us. I know. It really is. I'm like, what is going on here? We'll talk about Elliot. Contract scenario. Deal, no deal. Man. You thought there was a deal this weekend, then there's no deal this weekend. So oh, yeah. we'll get into all, all right. that. Taz moves, CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. Lynch, and you're listening to Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. All right, CBS Ugh. Sports Radio's toll-free line brought to you by Geico. Great news. Quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. Sunday, the NFL on CBS schedule kicks off with two of the most dynamic quarterbacks in the game, Baker Mayfield and Patrick Mahomes, making their highly anticipated 2019 debuts. Check local listings for the game in your area. It all begins with the NFL today, only on CBS. You have any uh, special snacks you bring in for the uh, for tonight? No. Uh, no. Uh, Just wondering what you got going. You got any pigs in a blanket? You got a little no, girls? No, no. Draft I'll tonight? Be, no, I'll be in the SNY newsroom running the draft. Oh, you're not going to be. Oh, you'll be working. Well, no, I'll be done with work. I have a show at five thirty. We get off the air at fifty-seven thirty, and then I'll be hightailing it to the computer to get on and be logged on and get ready to go. And have all your 
cool sports friends around you giving you advice. Yes, that's it, Taz. Everyone's yeah. going to be huddled around the computer like we're like a campfire. Let's go this way. Right. <laughs> that's Taz it. That's bomb. exactly right. Who should I go with? Yeah. How, many, how many is it uh, now? Bellotti, is it a quick draft? The other draft we did was 60 seconds in between picks. Oh. How many? Uh, how long is it in between picks? So these are the good questions. Right 45 here. seconds. 45 no, seconds? You no, 45 more seconds. Time? Is, no, that's not enough time. No, you can't do what, what, 45 what, 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 seconds. Wait a minute. What the, Bilotti, you're making he's the, he's the commissioner, so he can do whatever he wants. What we did last year. No, well, we 40, did 60 seconds well, last I wasn't year. part of it. 60 seconds. 60 seconds is a little quick. You can't do 45 seconds. Oh, my God. Oh, 10 seconds. Go. I know. 10, 10 seconds would be great. What, do you got a date tonight? Like, what are you, are you in a rush? I mean, holy smokes. Under an hour. Let's go. Dude, it's 12 rounds, right? You're doing you're doing 45 seconds. That's quick, bro. That's quick. I can go to 60. Dude, you can do it. You can cut. I, What's the most I'm telling you, Pete. I think you do 60 <laughs> seconds in between picks. There have been drafts where the people have had two minutes. I'm kind of looking for 90 seconds. And the seconds. draft literally lasted like three and a half hours. I love that because oh, I, I have tons of snacks I'm going to buy. I got Taz, plenty of it's time. Too, it's too No, long. I, got, I got a new couch, a new love seat. I'm no. just sitting back well, eating the just wor- doing it. The, the worst thing is then when you have people that are on the automated and the computer waits to the, lets the clock that, go. That makes you want to smash someone in the face. Yeah, the clock <laughs> just goes and goes yeah. and you're sitting there yeah. like they're on automated but, bro, That's how it was with you last year. You and your friend J.J. After afternoons or after night or after dark, whatever he is after. Right. Well, let, I, you knew going in. I you did know, and it was still annoying because guys, we had to wait. I told you guys going in. I ended up with I ended up with my selection was uh, Le'Veon Bell. My season was over before it even began. Sure was. Pete Gas seems like he'd be the type of guy to be an auto draft guy and act like he's all in, but he's really not. He's a smart Alex. Oh, uh, definitely. You think you agree, right, Pete Gas? Yes. Just, yeah, he seems like the type to. Well, Moose, you talk to him every five minutes. I'm sure he told you. I haven't talked to Pete in a while. I haven't had any issues with my house. Your buddy. Yeah. Your BFF, Taz. Uh, oh. Heller might be on auto tonight. That Oh, see? See, now, now it's funny he said BFF. So, Moose, you know, that's something we didn't. We have a few seconds. We should go over the names real quick of uh, of the teams. We oh, did this yesterday. Names? I have them right now. I'll spitball oh, them for you. Hear. I broke Wahoo's leg. Okay. I know who that is. Yeah. I like Queso. Okay, that's the commissioner. That's Wahoo. That's uh He's, he's talking about he broke Wahoo McDaniel's leg at Legendary. You know what that story is? How uh, Greg Valentine wearing that shirt? There it is. Yes. Okay. So How dare you he's question? You are a mock. He's a complete dude. No, he I knows know. his stuff. He really All right. So I broke Wahoo's leg. Right. That's people out of Job it ain't easy. I can tell you right out of the box. That's that's Pete Guess. Okay. He's done a plethora of jobs uh, in his career. Uh, like uh, pro wrestlers. Yeah. No, he's he's done a lot of favors as we call it in the business. No, he's a pro's pro. He knows him. He'll, he won't let, all the negative stuff he said about Pete Gas, that last sentence he will be really mad at me about. Okay, he's done a lot of favors, but he knows I mean that in love. But he hasn't. And we all have. We, listen, pro wrestlers are always doing jobs. So that's a whole nother topic. That's for the Taz show that'll drop later on. Episode seven hundred. I digress. Connor I've seen Taz in the shower. Connor Benji Heller. Frankie Heller. You know who that is. It's not who you think. That's actually Andrew Bogus. Wise guy. I'm Andrew Bogish. Yeah, that's Andrew Bogus Moose. Okay. That's not Heller. Just not to be confused. That's, okay. All right. Okay. Uh La Huncho Huncho. Well, that's, that's me. Taz. That's Taz. Father and son. I believe this is you, Mikey B. That is me, yes. Is this you and Speakerphone Jones? Yes. Wow. Wow. Father and son. So, speakerphone Jones is, is your son in this thing. You're right. You guys have communicated. We have communicated. Oh, yes. you be. Uh, you have. You have his uh, cell phone. 
I have his cell phone. You're gonna be all. texting in between picks. I might be. Yeah, I need some help. I need some. Here's the scenario. We got tremendous. we got this going down. Oh, what do you job. recommend? Already, it's perfection. He DM'd me some PPR rankings, and I'm not. Lying. Really? Oh my god, he knows his stuff. <laughs> it's oh. not getting annoying. Oh my god, mock, sure mock, mock. I'm sure it's not. He's gonna be on you. Oh my god, this is fun. Mock it. All right, <laughs> all right. So let me. By the way, yesterday Andrew and I thought, Mike, that father and son. Well, Andrew thought it was you and and Leon. As no, you know, it's uh, it's yeah. it's not. No, it's Speakerphone Jones. Yeah. So I had a feeling it wasn't you and Leon. But but anyway. Uh, so yeah. So Speakerphone Jones. That should be interesting. Okay. Uh, what else we have? Dion's laugh. We know who that is. That's the moose. Okay, maybe not. That is the moose. That is the moose. Yeah, Dion's laugh. That's after Dion's. <laughs> I don't know what went on there. Moose, that's you. You picked that because you're inspired by this. I do. I love this. That's awesome. You led the best. Uh, the best drop ever. Best drop ever. All right, enough. It uh, is the best drop ever. It is. It, really it is. is pretty funny. It is. It is great. The Greek <laughs> is just a Greek, which I right. think is funny. So we need some, like, one down the road, maybe some Greek music for him. Uh, Sam's team. Now, Sam produced, uh, he was running the board last week. Remember, Mike, uh, Moose? That's yes. Right. And Mike, yes. I know Sam. I know, yes. you know. Please, son. He's just Syracuse buddy. Syracuse. I know. So, Andrew Bogus was taking shots at you yesterday, saying, oh, that's why Sam's in the league, because the Syracuse connection. They're all from Syracuse here. But the thing was, Piano was really ticked yesterday running the board, because he was shocked and appalled. The look on his face when he heard Sam was in this and not Anthony, he was not happy. I'm just letting you know that. He was bothered by that. And we'll, here's a hook. We'll give you the rest of the names later on here on Taz and Moose. How about that? Well, you got to figure out what's on the line, too. Yeah, we got to do that. We'll do that and give the rest of the names. Yes, we will give the rest of the names. Correct. And the three. Pete Gass is texting me information. Comes on your way track. next. It's Taz and Moose on a Tuesday morning. CBS Sports Radio. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.